0: I really really love this feast day. I mean it's one of the best ones of them all throughout the year. And I would just say it's one where we can just sort of rest in like the unfathomable depths of just the glory of God and the way that that glory continues to burst through and out of everything. And now I think it's one of those those solemnities where it's like, look, you, you can't try to like, you know, box this in and make it smaller. You know, sometimes you get these little like proof texting sort of things that, you know, other people are like, will like, sort of throw around to sort of limit, you know, the great glory and the unfolding of the love of God. And I bring that up because if you look at this first reading from Revelation, right, where John sees, you know, I heard the number of those who had been marked with the seal, 144,000 marked from every tribe of the children of Israel. Now, sometimes like different groups will use that to make it sound like up oh, only 144,000 in heaven if you're not one of them, you're out of the mix, right? But the glory is all we have to do is stay tuned. All you have to do is keep reading. And you know, if you read just the next like two verses after this, I had a vision of a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation, race, people and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the land. I mean, it goes on. It's like, look, there are going to be times when people try to throw things like, ah, but the faith doesn't answer this. It doesn't answer that within scripture itself. There's so much, and I'm going to go back to this first reading in a minute, but even in just looking at where we are, in the liturgical year where we are in the calendar year right that tonight you know is one of those you know fun kind of secular cultural celebrations where little guys are going out trick-or-treating right and it's one of those things i read a nice little meditation on this uh, earlier today from one of my favorite uh journalists now jd flynn talking about how much he loves halloween he's like i know it's not really popular in some catholic circles but he's like look What are we doing? The little guys go out there dressed like heroes or villains, and they get candy, and what are we doing? We're making fun of sin and death because even in the face of everything that's around us, as the leaves fall from the tree, as the year begins to move on towards the death that is winter, you know, as we recognize our own mortality, what do we do? We make fun of it, and we have trick or treating because of the fact that we know that we are not depressed, that despair does not win over all because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. I mean, what today is that we look into, and I mean today is in the vigil looking towards tomorrow, it is the fullness and the manifestation of Easter Sunday. I mean, Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, and because of that, who are these ones, you know, the great multitude that can't be counted? And this is what the elder says. These are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Now, have survived the time of great distress. Anybody here ever experienced any distress? I know I haven't. No, I mean, of course we have, right? We live in a fallen world. There is evil around us. But we have a cultural holiday that literally makes fun of that distress. Why? Because there are those who have survived over that great distress, have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. What is that blood of the Lamb? It's the sacraments, the blood and water that flows forth from the pierced side of our Savior, from the cross, showing us, as we said many weeks ago, about forgiveness. The crucifixion shows that love is greater than sin. It's stronger than death, that ultimately the saints show us in the midst of every force of distress that the love of God conquers all of these things. And so what we do is we thank God for the fact that that love is on offer to us. Every time we come to the sacraments, every time we look at the crucifix, every time we look at one of the statues of our favorite saints, we remember the fact that many have gone before us that put into practice the great victory that is Easter Sunday. And so the good news for us is even though, yes, there's evil and distress out there, and what I think we really have to fight against is we're in the culture out there, and this is one more thing I'm stealing from J.D. Flynn, is that, yes, you know, Halloween is getting more and more gruesome and terrible. And I think what that is is so many people have left away from the glory that is Jesus Christ, from the unending happiness and joy. They think we're a bunch of spoil sports, when in all honesty, it's like, why the hell would you want to spend time looking at a horror movie when you can look at heaven and know the fact that our ultimate peace and joy and comfort with him is on offer right now and that that distress will be overcome it has been overcome by many before us and he'll give us everything we need to keep stopping that distress underfoot and i think what we have to do is to bear that joy and that light out into the world. And I just want to close tonight with the directions that the psalmist gives us in the second stanza tonight. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? And he gives us three things. One whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, and who desires not what is vain. So to look at ultimately what we do if we can imitate the love of Jesus Christ in everything that we do. And do we fall short sometimes? Of course we do. Sometimes those hands are not symbols. Sometimes... And I'll just tell you, pray for my poor little nephew, David. He's my sister's number two, and number four threw a water bottle at him. Now he's got a big ol' hole in his lip, and he's on his way to the ER. And the poor little guy, he didn't get to go trick-or-treating. He's going to be in the ER. That stinks, right? It's terrible. Sometimes our hands throw water bottles. Don't throw water bottles. But the glory is if you do, there's confession, right? We can wash our robes once again in the blood of the Lamb which number four is not old enough for that yet, but he will be and he will go to confession, right? So we know that we can act in the way of Jesus Christ. We can imitate him That to become a saint as possible whose heart is clean, right? Our Lord himself tells us, you know, blessed are, those, blessed are the clean of heart for they will see God. Like I said, don't fill your mind with gross horror images. Don't look at hell when you can look at heaven that ultimately to reflect on him and his love and all of the glories of scripture, tradition, you know, that we have at, at our fingertips all the time, it's all there on offer. And then finally, who desires not what is vain, that we know that, yes, at this time of year, we recognize that, yes, we have a 100% mortality rate. All of us will die. This world will come to an end. But that is not a tragedy. It's an opening up into the eternal glories of heaven. My friends, that's what we celebrate tonight. The fact that Easter Sunday didn't end 2,000 years ago, that we continue to put into practice the resurrection, the blood of the Lamb continues to be on offer. We have God in our midst. Remember, the great distress can be overcome. Don't spend all your time telling God how big the storm is. Tell the storm how big God is because ultimately he is victorious. Victorious in the saints in heaven, those who are interceding for us right now and want us to be there with them forever, glorifying God for all time. Praise be Jesus Christ.